we did a patch like three months ago. Here's your next balance patch. That's another right. mobile game I play. I don't want to talk about that. It's, <laughs> it's terrible balance. Don't worry about you it. play other mobile games? Not really anymore. Oh my gosh. Games. I'm telling you, Pokemon. <laughs> You're tuned into the GoCast podcast. Your one-stop shop for updates, news, tips, and community in the world of Pokemon Go. Thank you for listening. It ain't easy being green unless you're like a really big plant, I guess. Some existing moves get transplanted to some old favorites. It's time to plan a voyage, at least for April. Let's go ahead and squish those weekly hours together, okay? And more on this episode of GoCast. Hello and welcome to GoCast episode 88. It's April 7th, a Tuesday evening. There's a storm brewing outside. I'm your host, Chris, and with me, I'm joined as always by my co-host, Kyle. Hiya. How's it going, Kyle? How are you? It's going. I'm hanging in there. It's really That's nice good. outside for right now. Is it? it it's storming right now. It, not over here. It's not. It's 80 degrees and sunny. Oh, dang. Wow. Did you like... <laughs> Did you take a vacation or something? That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I got outside and took a walk today, and it was like, a, oh, yeah, that's right. That's what this feels like. Okay, okay, sure. Anyway, thank you for joining us this week. Before we get started here and before we get underway with a bunch of fun stuff we're going to talk about this week, including a couple of events and some changes and a new PvP tournament and stuff for self and all that good stuff, quick shout out to two brand new patrons, Anne and Michael, thank you both so, so much for your patronage, your support, and we hope that you enjoy your time in the Discord. Looking forward to getting to know you guys much better soon. Mr. Kyle, to move the spotlight away from others and back to ourselves, we set some goals last week. Yep. Okay, well, um, I'm not excited about going through mine, but I am excited <laughs> to dig through yours. So we're going to do that first. Did you max your Bennett? No. Ooh, I, bummer. I was bummer. like... 15,000 Stardust short. I was here for that. I heard. That stinks. <laughs> Are you really only like one power up away? Two. I'm like uh, like two power ups away and the last power up is, you know, 10,000. So this it hurts. That's a Getting something bummer. to 40 hurts. It really does. It really does. Especially when it's something you know you're never like going to use again. It's just, uh, come on. Power up Spiritum? Well, that that clearly didn't happen. No, well, it didn't clearly happen. I wasn't sure. I'm okay. out of I'm out of Stardust. Where's Stardust going to come from? I don't, you could have just put a power up in there and then not made it to Ben. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know your priorities in your life. How about them streaks? Did you finish them streaks this week? I did. I did. Awesome. Cool. So cool, that's cool. good. And last but certainly not least, did you manage to cop a shiny Croagonk? No. No. Uh, bummer, bummer, bummer. One out of four. I see you. Okay. For myself, Max Parasact and Venomoth just did that right before we started. <laughs> shiny Croagunk? No. Shiny Sudowoodo? <laughs> no. That's one out of three. Technically, I win. <laughs> I mean, technically, your percentage is better. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to choose to measure by that this week. OK, sounds good. Now that that's settled, <laughs> man, I don't know about you, but the spawns for this trickster event, I was a little bit underwhelmed by the spawns I wanted to see to farm for shinies and stuff just weren't quite there. Too many Voltorb and Fungus. Yes. Those two in particular. 
And as we do after our goals, when it's reasonable to talk about, Kyle, a brand new Pokemon did come out with this event, though. It did. Good old Stunfisk, good old Flatfish, good old good and greatly. Thick even gray though lips. We, yeah, <laughs> that's right. Ugh, <laughs> uh, so the big question that's on the forefront of everybody's mind, Kyle, did you catch a Stunfisk? I did. I caught two whole Stunfisks. Two whole Stunfisk. Not one and a half, not two and a half, but two. Cool. Yeah. How did you catch them? One was at the Pokestop that's like a block away from my apartment. And it was like one o'clock. And I'm just like, all right, I'm going to get some, going to have some food. Open up my phone. I'm like, all right, actually, you know what? I'm going to be right back. And then we're going to have food. They said, <laughs> my girlfriend. And she's like, what? I'm like, there's a Pokemon. I got to go. I got, this is the only <laughs> one that matters right now. <laughs> and then it turned out like, a day or two later, I just opened my app and there was a Stunfisk spawned right next to me. So I didn't even need to do that. Look at you, man. <laughs> OK, so they were supposed to be so rare in the wild. And they kind of are because I have only seen one. But the one that I saw and subsequently caught myself. Yes. Bow. Bow. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, was the first time I opened up my app at my house to check spawns after the event went live. It was literally like three minutes after the event went live. Nice. Nice. And I caught one. I'm like, well, that one's finished. Good job. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so then what does it bring your Unova medal to? I'm at 81. Okay, I'm at 85. No surprise additions this week. <laughs> I got to go through and get all those evolutions done. But I'm kind of liking this. I like maintaining this four-point gap we got going on. I'll pull out the, uh, the, the evolutions when I need them. <laughs> I need the legendaries that I've just completely missed out because of all this. I've only got one of the one of the swords of justice and one of the whatever the elemental. forces of nature forces of nature. There you go. Yes. Yes. You know, I got you covered, man. When we meet up, we'll have to remember to trade some legendaries if we have any stardust. Have to remember to save stardust. Yeah, I don't oh, think we're God. going to now that we're in the, you know, the, the death throes of our. Well, you're you're towards the end of yours. So you actually can start stockpiling stardust now for what I can do. Sure. Yeah. Wally and at candy. So there we go. But. Anyway, enough about that. Enough about our personal lives and our, our goals. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear about that anymore. Let's get into the news. Okay, so the most important thing we're going to talk about this week probably is this upcoming event that is starting on Thursday. That's in two days as of this recording. The Spring Celebration event. It's running from, like I mentioned, Thursday, April 9th at 8 a.m. to Thursday, April 16th at 10 p.m local time bonuses include times to hatch candy lucky eggs will last one hour and don't forget that the half distance for incubators that's global until quote further notice end quote is still going to be probably active during this time so consider that a bonus as well i suppose features include the following pokemon will be appearing more often in the wild execute chancy meryl mareep and torchic if you're lucky you might encounter a shiny execute Ooh, egg boys <laughs> additionally baneri wearing flower crowns and pikachu wearing flower hats will also be appearing in the wild if you're lucky you might encounter shiny ones too now let's Ooh. pause <laughs> yes get it out kyle yes <laughs> let's take a moment to appreciate that the flower hats the flower hats are literally like a combination of the summer hat and the flower crown models just put together. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but bunny ring where you flower, flower crowns is pretty cool. You can also get a shiny one of those. So that's pretty neat. Uh, moving on. All eggs received from gifts during the event will be two kilometer eggs. 
Why, 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 why? So no eggs. Got it. Yes. But you want to know what's in them? It's going to be a little bit different, right? The following Pokemon will be hatching more often from two kilometer eggs. So it's not limited only to this list. It's probably still a bunch of the other Pokemon as well. But Pichu yeah. wearing a flower crown. Togepi wearing a flower crown. Zoe looking at you. Happiny, Munchlax, Tyrogue, Chingling, and Riolu. Or Rialu. Ria- Baby Lucario. Rialu? Rialu. Never heard people say Rialu. It's Riolu. Is it Riolu? Uh, it's Riolu. I don't want it. Foot down. It's it's Riolu. In the past, uh, usually the opposite of what you decide to commit to, the hill you die on, is usually the correct choice. That's okay though. This is this is the hill for this. You know, one. we don't we don't have to look. You don't have to be wrong. It could just live in stasis. We'll look later. <laughs> no, I don't want to know now. <laughs> I like Riolu a lot better. So okay, considering that list, Pichu with flower crown, Tugby with flower crown, and these other baby Pokemon. Uh, did that change your mind on 2K eggs and the gifts? Not what even a little feeling? bit. Oh, really? Okay. Nope. I guess the Toga P is really good because until right now, there wasn't a way to get one for people who were missing it for PvP. And it's a pretty significant Pokemon for both Ultra and Master League. So that's good. That's true. But on the downside, both these Flower Crown Pokemon cannot evolve. So... I hope you have other Togepi just waiting uh, for the candy. That's kind of a bummer. Yeah, but it's a good way to farm the candy because you are yeah. getting times two hatch candy out of it. So you can just farm it all day mm-hmm. and it'll be one kilometer to walk them. So that'll be kind of easy. Yeah, you should be hatching eggs left and right, even if you've got a single incubator going on. So there's that. I'm not too excited about the egg pool either, though. But the idea of farming it for candy, I like putting the functional aspect on it. It makes it more attractive to me personally, I guess. Yeah, but like there's really only the Riolu and the Togepi right. that give any candy that you really want to stockpile for any reason. Kind of a toss up there. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just not passionate about this to really have an opinion, I guess. I you know, like I just don't I don't know. Egg events get me excited and I have to like curb my enthusiasm for them because they cost me a lot of money personally. Better thing though to be excited about is that Meryl spawning in the wild. Egg-sided. For egg-sided. Mm-hmm. For mm-hmm. the Merrells, for those of you who don't have appropriate PvP Azumarils, it's a significant Pokemon, obviously. And if you don't live in the correct biome, this is a good chance to stock up on the candy that you need. Yeah, or catch the water types you might be missing for your metal. But I don't think that's much of a problem, even in places that don't have water Pokemon for their yeah. biome. They're, they're kind of all over the place. But uh, moving right along, there will be event-exclusive field research tasks that reward encounters with Alolan Exeggutor, a.k.a. Tallboys, a.k.a. one of the best Pokemon ever designed, uh, Azumarill, Blue Bunny, and if you're extremely lucky, Audino. Audino. So here's the thing. I saw friend of the show and host of Lured Up podcast, Ken Pascator. On Twitter, he made a great note that was with these autonos showing up in these field research tasks. Get them. Get a bunch of them. Put them in your stack because they give you extra uh, Stardust when you catch them. The next time that there's a catch Stardust bonus, burn through your stack with a star piece on there and make bank. <laughs> Just to do it. I don't know how rare these are going to be, but or you know if it's like a one out of three chance, right? That sort of thing. But if it's not, and it's just one task per autono, like guaranteed, farm those tasks and just stack them. Stash does, them away for a rainy day. 
how much Stardust does an Audino task? Or I think it's a thousand, just like Chanako is. Okay. Yeah, I think okay. so. Yeah. I think so. So, yeah. And I completely missed the boat that Chimeco gave you extra Stardust when it spawns. I knew it was rare, but I didn't realize that it did what? that. I didn't know that. I didn't know that until like six months ago. Yes, you did. Mm-mm. We not only have we talked about it on this show, but there was an issue last GoFest where Chimeco's were infinitely spawning and people were able to get a ridiculous amount of Stardust from it till they fixed it. You're making that up. I don't remember that at all. This totally <laughs> happened. I don't remember that at all. Oh, my gosh, Chris. <laughs> okay, okay. All right. I don't remember everything that we cover on this show. We've been doing this for a couple of years now. So uh, can you can you confidently tell me that if I said, hey, have we done this Pokemon for Pokalore yet? You could 100% accuracy tell me if we have or haven't. 90% accuracy. I 90%. I well, the yeah. 10% that I forgot in regards to this body of knowledge is that Chimeco gives you extra Stardust. <laughs> but it's Stardust. It's, it's so important. How could you forget? At the time, Stardust was not my focus. You know, surviving 500 <laughs> raids a summer was definitely my focus because that was that was strewn out before me during GoFest last year. <laughs> Anyway, last little note here for this event, for the spring celebration event, a Togepi themed bag and hoodie will be available in the in-game shop. And as a 28 year old man, I'm thrilled to say that they're really cute. They're so adorable. (laughs) Really? I mean, that hoodie's hoodie's cute in that backpack. It's just, uh, I don't know, it's heartwarming. I don't know what to say. You've seen them, right? Yes, I have. They're they're okay. It's, uh, I don't know, uh, heartwarming but they're okay. I don't know. I like, I like Togepi because it reminds me of the anime a lot, you know, and I just remember the, the relationship between Misty and Togepi and just being so sweet all the time. I don't know. That's fair. That's fair. Well, that's it for the spring celebration event. Overall, Kylie looking forward to it. I mean, it's going to change the spawns, which would be kind of nice. Not, not especially, but that may just be because of extenuating circumstances. Obviously there's nothing here that I'm super excited about, but that's okay. Yeah. Nothing really in particular, but, Oh, well, me neither. All right. Moving on to some other pieces of news. One of these things applies to today. Literally three minutes ago. We already missed it. April spotlight hour schedule for the entirety of April. Niantic has decided to take the mystery bonus hour and the spotlight hour and slam them together. So that people who are choosing to go out and do this aren't going to be going out twice in one week. But you can go out in your car once and then just experience it. So no more FOMO on the second day which I think is smart. <laughs> so on April 7th, oh, they also gave us a whole schedule, which is pretty rad. On April 7th, the spotlight Pokemon today, three minutes ago that it ended, was Purloin with two times catch XP. That's pretty rad. April 14th is going to be Magnemite as the spotlit Pokemon with two times catch candy. April 21st, Wobbuffet, two times transfer candy. April 28th, Pidgey this is for you, buddy. Pidgey's a spotlight Pokemon. Two times evolution <laughs> experience. Hmm, I wonder why that bonus with that Pokemon. Oh, no. Evolution party, baby. April 28th, global evolution party. Let's do it. <laughs> That's pretty much all there is to say about that, other than gauge your excitement, Kyle. I mean, have you been a spotlight hour guy so far? Um, I mean, I was around and playing for the Onyx and the Spoink one, and those were fun, but I was also just doing other things. I haven't sure. Really... And then, of course, our recording overlaps with one of them almost exactly, so I've never really paid attention to it at all. 
Yeah, that's the problem with uh, me, too. Yeah, on Tuesday nights, right when that one is always happening, the spotlight hour, we are always either about to record or are recording already. So kind of missed on that one. But oh, well, that's too bad. Uh, I'm not over the moon about the choices. I think Purloin's a weird one. I think Wobbuffet's a weird one. Magna might make sense to me. So does Pidgey. I mean, I think it's wasteful for it not to be either a shiny Pokemon or otherwise a less than common Pokemon. Yeah, this is the sort of event where you're going you know, to farm the shiny, get a chance to focus something you really want to focus on and then never have to get candy for that Pokemon ever again. Yeah. Yep. Just like a community day. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Last piece of news here before we hop into a very interesting gear up section. This promo code and new one poke coin bundle in the shop news item. Niantic has posted a promo code on Twitter that can be redeemed in the in-game shop. Redeeming the promo code will reward you with the following four silver pineapple berries, four golden raspberries and eight Pokeballs. We will be referring to this article with a link in our show notes. The code is a bunch of just characters strung together. So please be sure to visit that link if you are interested in copying and pasting that code for redemption yourself. Additionally, rotating one Pokemon. Bleh. Additionally, rotating one Pokecoin bundle in the shop, a new one there happens to be. The contents of this current bundle is 20 Ultra Balls and 15 Pineapple Berries. A far cry from the 100 Pokeballs we saw a couple of weeks ago. 20 Ultra Balls. I'm not quite sure how I feel about this one. I mean, is it great? No, but especially with the current issue going on with Go Battle League and the legendary encounters, an Ultra Ball is a lot better than five Pokeballs in that situation, statistically speaking. I agree. Yeah, that's true. 100%. The 15 pineapple berries is a little bit weird to me because I throw a lot of pineapple berries out, I guess. Yeah. So I don't know. That's that's for somebody. <laughs> it ain't for us. <laughs> if it's for you, write us an email and tell us why you love this bundle. But um, I'm just thrilled that they're still doing the bundles, I guess. But as far as the bundles have gone, this is probably the one I'm least excited about. Yeah. I bought it. But the yeah. code, though, I, I really like and I hope that after all this is done, they keep doing this. A lot of a lot of other mobile games have this similar promo code for in-game stuff, usually minor stuff that they do weekly or bi-weekly. And it's just, it's a way to kind of reward players just to reward them. Keeps your player base happy for a very, very minor cost. Hey, it always feels good to get free stuff. Exactly. Gotcha games are so good at this. Uh, tell me about it. They're like, oh, you were gone for a week. Here's $10 worth of gems. And you're like, what, excuse me? <laughs> and then they're gone. And you're like, oh, that's why. Yeah, it's just a taste. Right, right. It seems like a lot because it costs $10. But if you want to get everything, it's because it costs $10,000. Exactly. <laughs> but that's it for the news section this week. Kind of quick, short, to the point. Uh, more newsy type things in the gear up section. Let's do that. So this week on Gear Up, we're going to be looking at another piece of news that happened, and it was the grass-type move changes and additions that happened. A lot of the stuff that I'm going to be reading is taken directly from the blog post from Niantic, but the exact numbers are taken from a Pokemon Go Hub that we will also link in the show notes. So first up, there were some updates to existing attacks. Bullet Seed. 
This grass type fast attack now generates more energy quickly from 11 energy per use to 13 energy per use. This makes it just underneath Vine Whip in terms of energy generation. So Vine Whip is still better, unfortunately. Oh, man. But it's miles better than Razor Leaf. Razor Leaf is terrible at that, but that's not what it's for. So it's okay. Big note, though, is this is a big deal for Sceptile, especially in Great and Ultra League because he had Bullet Seed, but he didn't have Razor Leaf or Vine Whip. So it's just Sceptile gets better. And Leaf Blade is fantastic in PvP. It's charged really quickly, deals a decent amount of damage. I wouldn't be surprised to see more Sceptile because of this. God, I hope so, man. One thing I've kind of kept to myself because there's no reason to ever talk about it. I think I've talked to you about it. But I've got this Sceptile for Ultra League that's 2,500 exact. He's got three moves. He's Yeah, he's ready to go. And he just has stunk, so I haven't used him. So this, this is a ray of light. (laughs) It'll be good. It'll be a good change for Sceptile. Anyone else who had Bullet Seed previously, it's, it's it's a buff. But that's kind of it. It's not not crazy it's not going to turn the tables for anybody who's currently using it they just get a little bit better next up energy ball this grass type charge attack now reaches full charge more quickly and has a chance of lowering the opponent's defense by one stage from 60 energy to 55 and a 10 percent chance to lower the defense so the defense is not that impressive but hey five less energies is nothing to scoff at it's a nice minor buff I'm really excited they do these kind of changes because huge sweeping changes can tend to cause problems. And as long as they do incremental changes frequently enough, they can be good. Yeah, I mean, this is how other companies fine-tune competitive systems. They do it one step at a time unless they have a real good feel for what the problem is, Mm -hmm. right? Sometimes, and then sometimes they're like, all right. We did a patch like three months ago. Here's your next balance patch. That's another right. mobile game I play. I don't want to talk about that. It's, <laughs> it's terrible balance. Don't worry about it. You play other mobile games? It's not really anymore. Oh, my like, gosh. <laughs> I'm telling you, Pokemon. <laughs> next up is Leaf Tornado. This grass type charge attack now has a chance of decreasing your opponent's attack by two stages Ooh. instead of one. So it's a 50% chance to decrease by two stages. That's pretty significant the noteworthy standouts for this are shift tree and victory bell they both use leaf tornado and they're both solid pokemon in their own right victory bell is a razor leaf spammer though so the odds of using many leaf tornadoes is not very high the real big change for this moveset update was to ancient power the damage that this rock type charge attack deals has been decreased in trainer battles it's going from 70 damage to 45 damage. Ooh, it's, whoa. it's a significant difference. So, you know, goodbye, Giratina. Not not really. Giratina's not going anywhere. That's like 30%, right? But yeah, that is Whew, hefty. That's a hefty change. Although the, the biggest problem with Ancient Power is that a 10% dice roll can win you the entire match. And that's not going away. So, but it's a significant change. And what gives ancient power its power, dude? Yeah. <laughs> Come on. And of course, this negatively impacts Pokemon like Togekiss, but how often do you actually get to a charge move on Togekiss anyways? Well, it depends that on how often you use him, personally, that, I guess. That doesn't get blocked. <laughs> oh, yeah, never. Most of the time, it's, it's if, never. If he's your anchor, if he's your closer, maybe? Maybe. Even then, they're going to die to charm before you get that charge move anyways. A couple more changes, very similar 
to Ancient Power, all similar type moves. Silver Wind, the damage that this bug type charge attack deals has been decreased in trainer battles, also from 70 to 45. No! Big deal. Bug but, move, no! <laughs> but, like, there's other moves for bug Pokemon to use. They usually have Aren't secondary. They? There's usually secondary typings, okay, that bug Pokemon rely on, like uh, like Caesar relying on that steel. Right, right, except that my Caesar has got bug moves. <laughs> That's okay. Does your Caesar know Silverwind? No. Okay, then. I don't think Caesar can but learn Silverwind. But so. Venomoth knows Silverwind. That's and I'll tell you what, yeah, Venomoth is a, Venomoth's a pretty competitive Pokemon. And lastly, in the similar vein, Ominous Wind. The damage that this ghost-type charge attack deals has been decreased in trainer battles. It also reaches full charge less quickly. So from 40 energy to 45, and then from 50 damage to 45. So very, very slight nerf, really only to Giratino. I can't really think of any other Pokemon that knows Ominous Wind that's really relevant in PvP. Driftblim. Driftblim? Okay. Okay, that's probably that's probably not insignificant for Driftblim then. Yep, that's a big one for Driftblim. Because at Driftblim, you want to take your quick move is going to be like some sort of uh, attacks, I think. And then you can either take an ice move, but normally I just run three ghosts, right? So attacks for quick. Mm-hmm. Shadow Ball, which takes a while to charge up. And Ominous Wind takes just as long to charge up. But you can fake the other ones out. If, so I like having the choice of being able to roll the dice efficiently or not. But I guess I'll have to rely on Shadow Ball more often now. I, I mean, it, it's only five damage. I think the five energy is probably going to be more significant if yeah. that results in more than one quick move needing to charge it. Going to find out, though. Is Drift Bloom really a problem? Drift Bloom really a problem? Uh, I don't think so. I think only in certain, like, you know, restricted Pokemon pools like uh, Sylph stuff. So, well, well, you know, I don't think they're balancing around that. So it's okay. Yeah, I don't think so either. But <laughs> and of course, you know, Giratina ah, is a bigger problem than Giratino. So it's it's an interesting one. I'll see what slowly develops because of it. Probably nothing. But not only did we have some move balancing, we also got new attacks for Pokemon that already exist. So Bellassum learns Bullet Seed. And like we mentioned, Bullet Seed, it's it's good, but there are so many other better grass types you could use specifically for Great League where Bellassum would matter. Venusaur and Meganium are the two that come to mind. Mm-hmm. Much stronger just overall, especially if you need the poison typing. Venusaur has already got it right there. But if you really want to use Blossom, this is a it's a good it's a good time to. Uh, I mean, yeah, if you really love Blossom, sure. Now's your time to shine. Yahoo. Go for <laughs> it. Jumpluff is learning Aerial Ace. This is good. Gives flying type coverage to the, the grass Pokemon, but it's just making it a poor man's Tropius, which is good for those people who don't have Tropius. But Tropius is like a top 10 Great League Pokemon. And after this, Jump Luff's going to be like top 100 Great League Pokemon. Hey, if you, okay, Tropius is regional. So if you don't have one, I hey, guess. Yeah. I mean, if you wanted this type of coverage, it's great. If you didn't have a Tropius, this will fill that gap and it will be decent. It will be usable, which is great. Usable is a lot more than you can say for a lot of Pokemon. In each league. <laughs> Ludicolo with Energy Ball. Now this one I don't really have anything else to say. Except it's the water type Pokemon that beats other water type Pokemon. Yeah that sounds about right. And that's yeah. that's kind <laughs> of about it. But why not just bring a true grass type Pokemon instead. And get other benefits from it. 
uh, from the resistances i i guess it's but it doesn't like but like it's as uh, ludicolo is just a weird pokemon that's why we love him but any new move additions just want to clarify are good always positive just whether they're significant or not you know that's what we're talking about credilly is learning bullet seed which is great because it didn't have a grass type fast attack it's not like an amazing pokemon but now it actually can get double stab moves which is great makes it a little bit more relevant sunshine form cherum learns fire type weather ball well <laughs> what a what a mouthful <laughs> This is this is a, a pretty big one. It gives him some nice coverage and Sunshine Form Cherum can learn Bullet Seed. So kind of a, a double buff here. It, it's going to have uses in Great League, but we'll touch on that in just a second. And lastly, Tangrowth is learning Rock Slide. Y- yay, I think. <laughs> Tangrowth already beats Kyogre and Groudon if you're using it in Master League. Rock Slide is going to be super effective against Flying-type Pokemon, which Tangrowth is weak to. But Tangrowth is also weak to Fire-type Pokemon. And he still loses with Rock Slide against all of them. So It's just not to get some damage. I mean, Rock Slide is not a bad move. No, so, it's not. Uh, yeah. it's, it's good buff. It's good buff. Might be worth looking at some Tangrowth if you're tired of seeing Kyogres. Weird seeing Tangrowth mentioned at all. I know, right? Yeah, feels like it's been a long time. Can we also take a moment to appreciate that that the sunshine form Cherim fire type weather ball thing almost sounds like a headline in a newspaper. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Sunshine yeah, form Cherim acquires fire type weather ball. You know, like <laughs> <laughs> somebody out there can do like an old timey newscaster voice and make that sound real good. <laughs> but it's not us. Mm-mm. I mean, yours is OK. Minus. Oh, I mean. I, I haven't heard yours. Well, we did it like a really early episode. We we went for that as a joke. I don't remember what we were doing, but it oh, happened geez. before. It was not. I'll have to go back and listen through or just refer to our latest historian, John, who just finished reading through. Congratulations. Oh, sorry. Listening through. And maybe he'll know the answer. <laughs> but so the winners of this move shakedown, if you may, Sonny Cherum is probably the most noteworthy of the changes with both Bullet Seed being buffed and getting Weather Ball. You're going to want to run Weather Ball and Solar Beam just for the coverage. Unfortunately, Solar Beam is it's a really expensive move. And yeah. If it gets shielded, you're kind of SOL because it's almost three times as expensive as Weather Ball. But if it hits, that's yeah. a sweet animation. Unfortunately, though, for Sunny Cherum, it still loses to Azumarill unless you bait out a shield. Or you use Razor Leaf, but there are other Pokemon that can use Razor Leaf just as well. But another note that has nothing to do with any of these changes, but I still think that they belong in the winner's circle, all Fire-type Pokemon for PvP. There's a lot of Grass changes here. A lot of them are good, and I imagine you're going to be seeing a lot more Grass-type Pokemon being used right now to try and counter some of the common Water-types. I would not be surprised to see more Pokemon like Charizard in Great and Ultra League. I know that I'm planning on using my Charizard more in Ultra League, at least. Uh, yeah, definitely. I would agree. I mean, Charizard's always just a strong pick. But like, what about the other Flyers, too? Might get some love now. The only thing that might have an issue would be Skarmory against the Sunshine Form Cherim. And then maybe the Tangrowth, but at the same time, like the amount of damage it puts out. 
Mm-hmm. They will they will have options. I just I like the fire type more because a couple of the Pokemon that we didn't mention here that are side affected by the buff, like Ferrothorn. Ferrothorn yeah. knows Bullet Seed. Yeah. Would not be surprised to see some more Ferrothorn. He might actually have some uses now, which would hmm. be great. Ferrothorn's a really cool Pokemon. But of course, you know that four times weakness to fire, for example. Yeah, hey, you know, we've all got our flaws, okay? No need to shame it. That's <laughs> <Sorry>. fine. <laughs> oh, uh, I would also be remiss if I didn't take this fantastic opportunity to remind you in the ongoing battle between Hydro Pump or Ice Beam on your competitive Azumarill. This is another feather in the cap for Ice Beam Azumarill. Just saying. Just <laughs> saying. It's, look, I already TM'd it to Ice Beam, okay? I know. I know. It's I'm already st- got Ice You're Beam. still Team Hydro Pump in my yes, brain, though. I know. Yeah. Just like, I, I remember if you voted for Rhyhorn, everybody, I remember who you are. I Forever. Didn't, I didn't vote, but it was Rhyhorn in my heart. <laughs> <laughs> well, enough about water types, some fire types. It, it, the grass types and all these other types let's talk about a rock type it doesn't really look like a rock type but that's kind of the shtick you know what i mean that's mm-hmm. the thing and if you've been paying attention to this event at all you'll know exactly who we're going to be talking about of course we're going to be talking about bonsly the bonsai pokemon and pseudo the imitation pokemon it doesn't rhyme it's not nearly as close to what i wanted it to be but pseudo <laughs> imitation that's pretty cool Big fan. All right. First up on the chopping block. Not really. I would never hurt this Pokemon. Bonsly. Bonsly is a round brown Pokemon with the top of its head resembling a club like the one I'm playing cards. You know, the one. A rim goes around the middle of its body. There are three yellow spots on its face, two of which surround its eyes, which are small black dots. It has short legs and toeless feet. Bonsly also has a hole on its rear, similar to the draining hole of a flower pot. Hmm. Both functional and fashionable. Bonsly is a good mimic, making it often mistaken for a real bonsai tree. Though it can easily stand out of its dry environment, though it can easily stand out in a dry environment that lacks greenery. As its green spheres dry out, their dull luster increases. It can remain in the same spot for a long time. It also has a habit of crying, not because it is sad or need attention, but rather it is due to excess moisture in its body. Aww. But then what's the hole for? Uh, <laughs> fashion. Remember, it was two things, function and fashion. <laughs> Just fashion in this, in this instance. As it cries, it expels both sweat and tears from its eyes. Bonsly sweat tastes a little salty while the tears are slightly bitter. Who found that out? I we needed to have a conversation. <laughs> Why is it so detailed? It's very just, you know, matter of fact. Yeah, dude, it's tears. This is what they taste like. Here's the profile for that. It dies if it gets too damp with this moisture. Jeez. That's very strange. This habit also gets enemies to let their guards down. It prefers dry areas, but it is uncommon to see in a garden. As suggested by Brock's Bonsly, a very young Bonsly needs to be bottle fed, but can eat solid food when it matures. What a chaotic baby. In what do Bonsai trees look like in the Pokemon universe that Bonsly can pass for one? Uh, (laughs) I don't know, but on the overworld map, they look pretty similar, right? Don't they? In those games, but they're also like 16-bit games, so like whatever. Sort of, but no. (laughs) Well, maybe Sudowoodle will make more sense. Just kidding. No, it doesn't. Sudowoodle has a brown log-shaped body with yellow spots. It has short legs with toeless feet and thin forelegs with three green spheres at the ends. So the one on its head turned into its hands. Ah! 
It has a forked branch on top of its head, which is shorter on the female than on the male. Despite its appearance, Sudobudo's composition is closer to a rock than a plant. Sudobudo disguises itself as a tree and stands along paths to avoid being attacked. Its camouflage fails in the winter as its four legs remain green and like real trees. <laughs> Didn't think that through, did you, Sudobudo? Sudobudo is very weak to water and hates it, so whenever it starts to rain, it will break their disguise and flee to the nearest source of shelter. Because it holds its position for so long, its arms have become supple yet strong. It is popular with the elderly, with available magazines and fans devoted to its arm angle and length. Sudowoodo can be found living in forests. Yeah, old people love what? looking at Sudowoodo arms. I, that's a that's a thing. You didn't know that. What? You know? Yeah, it, like the old is, adage: as interested as an old man looking at tree arms. Is this is it supposed to be like a joke on the fact that older people like? to learn about trees i don't get it i don't understand it might be actually that's that's pretty that's pretty smart that's gotta be right maybe i mean i don't know that like stereotype about old people though but it could be the stereotype i'm not entirely sure i don't think so i think it's just they just made up a fun thing about sudobudo being popular because they like the design they did that for a lot of pokemon like they wanted to make clefairy popular they just said it was you know same thing yeah. with like a plusle and mining, like a bunch of stuff. <laughs> like, no, that's okay. Stats for pseudo Wudo, the the old person Pokemon, uh, max CP of twenty one forty eight, the attack stat of one sixty seven, one seventy six defense, and one seventy two stamina. With stats like that, there's definitely better options, <laughs> like literally anything, especially because it's rock type. Yeah, rock pure, not anything else. Rock pure. Best move set is Rock Throw and Rock Slide. Ooh, big surprise there. <laughs> but yeah, there's that. That's pseudo Wudo for you. The shiny is pretty rad. The design is cool. The idea is neat, but it kind of just falls short in the stat department. So any love for pseudo Wudo, Kyle? I kind of hated this Pokemon when I first saw it in Gen 2. I still don't really like pseudo Wudo. Okay. It's okay. a Pokemon that existed purely for the joke in the game itself. Mm -hmm. because they wanted to replicate the Snorlax moment from the first game. But Snorlax is just a more interesting Pokemon, basically. Yeah, it's just, it's just a big bear. People like bears over trees. Yeah. It's it's factually proven. It just has it has more personality than just it stands there until it gets wet. Yeah, don't you like water it? And it's like, oh, heck no, I'm out of here, and just like leaves? No, it attacks you. You get to fight oh. it. It's like, it's like level 30, so it's actually really good to catch it if you are going through the game and like care about that kind of stuff because your your pokemon are probably only gonna be like level 25 at the time but sure oh yeah to gen 2 was rough sometimes man jeez anyway <laughs> that's it for pseudo wudo uh not the biggest fans here but that doesn't mean that you can't be right you out there listening you love pseudo wudo yes you do i bet you do <laughs> I don't know. Somebody does. I know Mystic Seven loves Pseudo Wudo, but I've never met anybody else that was like, I love that Pokemon more than anything. No, just not this one. But anyway, let's move along to the PvP section. Yes, we are going to be having a PvP section this week because for this month, we have a new Sylph.gg cup to talk about. That is, of course, the Voyager Cup. We're just going to lay out the rules this week. I didn't see any comprehensive guides yet, and we haven't even talked about the rules yet. So here we go. The unique rule set for this one, aside from bringing six Pokemon, use three, all that stuff. Master the regions. 
Rather than selecting the team from restricted types, competitors will build their team based on the region Pokemon are originally from. Hence the, the Voyager Cup, right? So step one, pick one Pokemon from each of the following regions. Kanto, Johto, Hoenn, Sinnoh, and Unova, Alola, Galar, slash others, and that includes Meltan. There are no restrictions or bans for these first five slots as long as you have one Pokemon from each region. Step two, pick a wild card for your sixth slot. Your wild card can come from any region, but it cannot be one of the following. You ready for this list? I love this list. Right? <laughs> Just This is pretty much all the Pokemon that are good in PvP. Ivysaur, Venusaur, Hypno, Lapras, Dugong, Wigglytuff, Mew. That's all the ones from Gen 1. From Gen 2 or Johto. Azumarill, Skarmory, and Umbreon. Wow, that was a star-studded list, those three. For the Hoenn Pokemon restricted from use, Registeel, Altaria, Deoxys Defense Form, Swampert, Tropius, Metacham, Gardevoir, and Whizcash. Uh, I'm personally very upset about the Whizcash one. That's my <laughs> usual go-to big boy, but that's fine. I understand. For Sinnoh, no Bastiodom, Probopass, Cresselia, Togekiss. Dang, they're just dropping like flies. In the Unova, Alola, Galar, or other uh, section, no Zwilis. Scrafty, Melmetal, Alola Marowak, Jellicent, and Mandibuzz. And then the last little point here, wildcard restrictions also apply to the shadow forms of these Pokemon. So no being clever out there, you, (laughs) whoever you happen to be. But remember that while these bans might be extensive for the wildcard, you can still have them for your main choices in the first section, your first five Pokemon from each region. You can still pick these. Just your wild card number six can't be yet another super meta Pokemon, I, I guess. So there's that. What do you think about this, Kyle? Any interest in this personally? Not really, honestly. I'll be interested to see what the meta develops to be, but it feels like it's going to be very similar to an open cup in a lot of aspects. Yeah, I would agree. There would is agree. enough coverage and strong enough Pokemon in each of the regions to make an open cup team basically this this feels less restrictive than it does a kind of funny thing you would do amongst friends personally yeah for sure i I wonder what the builds are going to look like because based on you kind of have to choose which one of the ops you have to you want to build around right because then you have to fill out the rest of your team based on coverage not necessarily just usage right so for example on jotu azumarill skarmory and umbreon could be just a team in and of themselves but you can only Mm -hmm. have one of them yeah but on the on the flip side azumara altaria bastiodon is a team and that's three different generations right there that's true and that's That's true as as we as i know that's what you used quite a bit in great league so yeah and yeah that's true it does work why do you think i keep using it (laughs) (laughs) yeah so i guess i could pick that and just build my team around it the other three would just Mm -hmm. be whatever qualifies try to cover some weak points but yeah i don't know i I guess i'll kind of have to see how this one plays out to decide whether or not i'm going to find it interesting uh probably not going to spend the stardust myself on it this one's a little bit overwhelming uh but it's definitely interesting i like them not banning types i like this sort of approach uh well i like them to be a little bit more restricted than this personally okay well that's the voyager cup i'm sure we'll talk about it in the couple of weeks ahead in the rest of this month i'm sure we'll touch on it we'll see we'll see how it goes but let's move along to the poke poll last week's question was what feature would you like to see converted for at home play 
and how would you change it? Miguel said, I just want to be able to spin Pokestops. Of course, I can make up excuses to go spin Pokestops, but it feels risky each time I do, especially as more pressure is being done to stay at home. If I could simply spin Pokestops from home, then that would be amazing. I see three Pokestops and two gyms from my house. I can't interact with them, but if only I could, then I would be set for the remainder of this epidemic. Oh, well, here's hoping that Niantic can pull through. I definitely agree. It's it's a tough one, especially because you need gifts to get the Pokeballs now, too. So at the very least, you got to spin some Pokestops. Right. I would just say, Miguel, like, I have faith, I guess, in Niantic to a degree because they've been pretty good about making some adjustments to other features in the past. So hopefully they'll bring to this. But that's literally what the question is. So that's going to be the answer to everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Alicia said, when they changed the distance for gyms, something happened with the Pokestops I used to be able to reach. Now I can spin them. They're just error. No sense in playing from home now if I can't get items or daily research. Oh, no. That sounds like a bummer. I hope that you got a hold of maybe customer support or something. That sounds like a bug to me. Maybe, but it also just could have been the way some stuff was tweaked and she was on the very edge of spinning the stops next to her. Oh, yeah. And just like stuff probably moved just a little bit on the Niantic side. Could be. It's an unfortunate situation, though. Yeah, hopefully, Alicia, that gets cleared up for you soon. Terry Wolf said, a way to do grunt battles at home would be nice. I'd do more grunt battles if I didn't have to find shadow stops. Yeah, no, me too. I would. I kind of wished when they were first putting this out there that they were going to be like team leaders and you could just kind of challenge a couple a day, you know? Mm-hmm. But uh, alas, here we are. Uh, Sergeant Hammer said, doing remote lucky friend trades. Yes, I agree with you. I do, I do, I do. Although I doubt that this is something that they're going to change. Yeah unfortunate too because like the main series pokemon games had long distance trading with friends it had even trading with random people it's such a strange thing to be restricted in pokemon go yeah i i really think maybe limiting it to lucky friends would be the way that i would see that being an exception personally but that's pretty much it (laughs) mahalo high said i would love to have remote trades even just remote lucky trades would be great yes yeah Recently, I got trade a Pokemon as a research task and wondered how they expect us to do that, so I tossed it. Do I drive over to my local Lucky Friend's house and stand in the street? I mean, yes. I mean, yeah, absolutely. I mean, maybe. Yeah, that's maybe. that's how you socially distance nowadays or just you know don't do it yet, I guess. But yeah, it's kind of a shame that some of these research tasks that they've... Okay, so on our show the past couple of weeks, Kyle and I have been uh, quick to point out all the good that has been happening with Niantic's efforts to help make this game more isolated. Because again, I think I use the analogy of a, you know, a, a square peg in a circle hole sort of thing. The game wasn't built for what we're using it for right now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there are a couple of like residual tasks that are out there that just aren't isolated friendly, like this trade of Pokemon one. It, in this case, just trash. Just find a new one. You yeah, know, just, like, just get rid of it. Yeah, well. <laughs> I, mean, I keep them because I can trade them to my girlfriend. Just right. easy task, but... Right, and my sister is willing to trade almost at any point in time, so easy peasy. Benny said, cancel Ultra League. Yes, please. Agreed. And make it so that the legendaries have an easier catch rate. Barring that, at least let GBL Rewards give us golden raspberries. I think that is a good compromise. If they don't want to lower the or increase the catch rate, people are 
actually going through reserves of gold and raspberries right now. And no one thought that was ever going to be possible. That's true. Yeah, because we're not raiding anymore. Yeah, so. and they're they're hard to catch, the the legendaries. They still have that that 2% catch rate or whatever the, the base legendary is. But for some reason, it's just, it's getting to a lot of people at this point. I'm sure it is. I still maintain that using Ultra Balls and Golden Raspberries should be able to work through it pretty quick. But if you're out of those, I guess you're just kind of out of luck. Mm-hmm. So, But also, not enough. everybody is the greatest at hitting excellence. So an Ultra Raspberry, an Ultra Golden Raz with a Great Throw is still only like like a 10% chance to catch it. Okay. Even if you have a tier three gold medal or whatever. Okay. So like that, you can, you can get messed up on that sometimes. You can. My, my one piece of advice for that player would probably be to get good. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Uh, I can't help it. I can't let it I go. Mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, they need to, it's, it's yes. so weird now. They need to let you run away from these things. Right, right. People it's, would give up these legendaries weird. if they could just go back to doing PvP. A lot of people, a lot of people would, but at the same time, like that's the reward. You know, you earned it. That that's what the point is for your for your wins. You so should why do you have to catch it. it then? I know, and I, that's the part I understand. I, I, if it's a Pokemon, you should have to catch it. I think so, and I don't think there's a smart way to have like a Premier Ball substitution in for GBL right now. Again, the feature was built around a way where you're still you were still going out and spinning Pokestops. Yeah, and you all don't that play. Stuff. Like, you don't PVP as much as it's PVR. balanced in that regard. Yeah, exactly. You're not doing as much PVP normally in your spread, but when it was the only option, cause that was the first thing they pivoted to isolated gameplay, mm-hmm. everybody and their brothers were doing it, you know? So like it, it makes, I don't know the outcry to me over certain aspects or certain particular details rather about the GBL feature, right. In this isolated world we're in now all seem like super predictable to me, you know, like, these are all things that I would have been like, okay, yeah, they made these changes, but this probably won't work as well, but I understand why. And other people just seem to get really mad about it. Yeah, I agree. I think it's mostly frustrating now because it compounds onto the fact of the limited Pokeballs some people are experiencing. Y- yes. yes. And so that's just probably that. where the real frustration lies. I would agree with that. Yeah. But back to Benny's comment really quick. Yeah, cancel Ultra League. Let's do it. Just, just get rid of it. That said, I still like Ultra League more than Master League. I'm okay. Okay, hear me out. How about this? I know that they don't want to offer all three at the same time because everybody will just play Great League. But what if you offered Great League and then Ultra League and then Great League and Master League, like the two and two together on the side? So that when people get bored of Great League and want something fresh, they can go do whatever the rotating league outside of Great League is. Maybe. I could see if Niantic commits to something. Like they, you know, we're going to put this, this is the premier mode, what you should be playing and balancing around and then have stuff on the side, like a lot of other competitive games do. Yeah. I could see that potentially happening. Right. Maybe a different set of rewards that, so, you know, it's, it's independently attractive other than just being the featured thing. If, you know, if great league was just what we hammered on competitively, because it seems the most balanced around that, to be honest with you. We've talked about this a million times. We already know mm-hmm. that's how we feel, right? So I don't know. I could talk about this all day. I'm sorry. I'm holding this up. Let's move along. <laughs> Lastly, we have Mike who said, I think I would be satisfied if Niantic somehow allowed for three remote rocket grunt battles per day. Even if they don't give radars, it would still be pretty cool to be able to continue obtaining shadow Pokemon during quarantine. Again, I agree. I would totally be doing those. Not going to lie. 
Yeah, especially with all the recent changes to Shadow Pokemon to make them more interesting. It's kind of it was bad timing. It was unlucky timing for that. This week's Pokepole. What's one thing you are happiest with and one thing you are most frustrated by currently in Pokemon Go? So one and one. Let's try and stay away from frustrations and stuff as a result of quarantine, I think would be a, a fair. Yeah, I think so. Because otherwise everybody will just be complaining about like, oh, I can't get outside. That's yeah. really frustrating. Well, yeah, yeah. But, you know, there's a lot of other things to talk about other than just not being able to get outside. Like. For instance, my one and one is going to be, I'll start with the frustration first, so I ended on a happier note, but my personal singular most frustrating frustration uh, currently with this game is the, the spawn pool diversity. It's been kind of interesting now that I've been playing a lot less because I haven't been able to get outside as much. I know we're not talking about quarantine, but it is important for context, I suppose. The spawn pools for events seem to be getting more and more consolidated. And I mean that in such a way that they like will flood like we were talking about with this. It seemed to be mostly Voltorb and Fungus. And I kind of wanted the spawns to be more exciting. I like it when they used to go out of their way to in- include one very rare Pokemon in the spawn pool. I understand Stunfisk is that right now, but it's so rare that it's not spawning at all. Mm-hmm. So I don't know where the balance is, but to me, it's been uninteresting. The spawn pools have been relatively uninteresting in comparison to previous ones. I definitely relate. And I just think back to to Halloween when that was actually like it was a good pool of Pokemon that was more or less except for the Litwick when Litwick was the rare Pokemon there. The the pool was more or less diverse. There was a good, you know, 10, 12 Pokemon that were all spawning. Yeah. And like more than half of them were shiny checks, mm-hmm. you know, and, and to me, making sure that everything that is spawning or the majority of the things that are spawning is a shiny check is to me, if I was designing an event for this game would be one of the most important things. Yeah. At this point, I know a lot of people out there, you don't play for the shinies and that's okay. Shiny's not like the, the be all end all for me. I, but I do like to get them, but it's just important that that aspect is there to get people to keep checking Pokemon that you wouldn't check. Otherwise, why should I waste my time checking a Voltorb right now? Why should I click on it unless I want the Stardust? Right, exactly. Unless you need to catch 25 electric types for your Genesect quest, I suppose. Yeah. Right. Um, and just really quick, my one positive thing it has been what we've kind of just been talking about the past couple of weeks. Niantic didn't need to pivot the way that they did to make this game more appropriate for isolated play, especially to the extent that they've been willing to do. They're taking big risks. So for me, I just am like super happy to be as invested in this game to see the company turn around and be like yeah actually we see you uh and this is what we're going to do to really put our business kind of at risk in a lot of ways i mean remote rating Mm -hmm. is huge i know we talked about last week i don't want to dilly dally too much on it but that's huge and if they do one fall with one false step this whole system all of this stuff the value that's inherent in pokemon go is kind of at stake if they make the wrong move so uh, I'm just really thankful that they're making moves at all. I, I definitely agree. What about you, Kyle? What's your one and one? I'm going to also leave with the frustration. And I think it's that the frustration one is tough for me because we, we've kind of already covered a lot of the frustration. And I don't have as much for the game because I view it in a different light than I did originally. But the lack of innovation for like mechanics in the game anything mechanically driven, it really hasn't changed since it was implemented. 
So they they found a way to implement PvP, and that's awesome, but nothing has changed since it was added, except for how you charge your charge moves, basically. For example. That was a pretty pretty big change. Well, it was, yeah, saves you repetitive stress syndrome, but, (laughs) (laughs) you know, raids since introduced, same mechanic, basically. Gyms, same thing. And, you know, everything, everything kind of just gets introduced and then stays how it is when they, there is definitely room for tweaking and stuff like that, that I would yeah. love to see. I can agree. The things I'm happiest about, though, in Pokemon Go. Is it spending time with your buddy, Chris? <laughs> Me too, Maybe. man. I mean, does this podcast count? But that's not really, that's a, that's a cop out answer. No, you hate this. <laughs> it's the worst part of my week. <laughs> <laughs> I think. The thing I'm happiest about with Pokemon Go is the way it, it helps me just get out, interact with other people just in general. It's it's helped me form relationships with people I probably wouldn't have had as much of a relationship with otherwise. And it's kind of just been a nice addition to my day. I think that's the best thing about Pokemon Go and the thing that it makes me the happiest about. Even if I'm not going to go play, I'll connect my Pokemon Go Plus so it's always kind of a part of the day, even if it's not a play session. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it does. Yeah, it's it's the integration into your daily life that you really like that you're happiest with. Mm-hmm. You like that it's designed in such a way that you can do that and it's fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I really kind of like how one of the things that you and I don't really talk about a lot is how is how much you can scale this game up. This could, This game could be your whole life and this game could be five minutes of your day and you could still get joy out of it. Absolutely. That's one of the strongest appeals. You can play Pokemon Go for eight hours if you want to, or it can be in the background for 30 minutes at a time. Right. And that's true. And Kyle, you and I have done both of those things before. Yes. 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 Yes, we have. Anyway, if you, dear listener, have an answer to the question, what's one thing you were happiest with and one thing you were most frustrated by currently in Pokemon Go, you can send us a voicemail by calling 262-586-7717. You can answer the question when it's posted on social media, such as Facebook, Twitter, or if you are a patron in our Discord server as well. We have a whole channel set up for it. It's quite official. My goodness. Or you can send us your answer via email to mail at gocastpodcast.com. And speaking of emails. 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 This first email is from Jackson. Hey, Jackson. Hi, guys. Or anyone else guesting on the show? Nope, just us. <laughs> My answer to the Pokepole is make it so you can tap a Pokestop or gym to interact with it. Do raids, challenge a gym, or enter your Pokemon in it. Or in my case, for Pokeballs. Oh, sorry, Jackson. (laughs) Alrighty, my question is, what Pokemon represents you? For example, Umbreon represents me. Playful, but has an evil side. Bye, Jackson. Well, I think we've actually talked about this in the past before. Yes, I know we have in person. I don't recall if we did on the show. We probably have. I don't remember. If it was, it was one of the earliest episodes. Could have been. So what's your answer? What Pokemon represents Kyle? I I don't have an answer for this one. I've, I've asked everyone who knows me who plays Pokemon. It's like, who am I? What, what Pokemon am I? Yeah. And the closest we've ever come is that I'm definitely a fire type Pokemon. I think I think you're Trubbish. I'm just Trubbish? Little, just a little peck of trash. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you cute, though. People <laughs> like you. <laughs> uh, I'm joking. That was offensive. I'm sorry. I hope we're still friends. <laughs> That's okay. You're definitely a fire type. You're yeah. super a fire type. I'm, I'm I'm a fire type, but I don't know what what fire type I am. I think in the past people have said Charmeleon. Yeah. But yeah. 
I'm going to stick gonna, with the Charmeleon. But I, I was going to say if if Mankey or Primeape was fire type, it would definitely be that line, I think. <laughs> okay, that's think. fair. You know, give me that. Give me that Galarian Primeape. It's just like fire you know, the, fighting. <laughs> Because because Primeape is fun and Primeape's looking to like chill out and stuff and he's fun messing around. But as soon as there's a competition, you know, it's that like, point in anime where like the smart person pushes up their glasses and their eyes disappear eyes behind glint. their lenses. Yeah. Yeah. It's just it's like that. That's like that's that, kind you know. of that is me. So, it's, yeah, I mean, yeah, if Primeape wasn't a fighting type, <laughs> it would be me. I think so. I really do. <laughs> OK, it's a weird answer, but let's roll with it. <laughs> uh, for me, it's super easy. It's Raichu. It's Raichu. Mm-hmm. Um, I just really like Raichu because he's just got so much style, but he's really just a big old lovable blob. Not saying that I have a lot of style, but I don't know. Like, it just, but I you're like a lovable confidence. blob. It's okay. Yeah, there we go. I'm okay with that. Plus, I feel like an electric type is is appropriate for my sparkling personality, yeah. Kyle. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Thanks for the email, Jackson. Really appreciate it. Next email is from John. Hello again, guys. So update on my situation. My data coverage is back and I've got my two Pokestops back and it's come at a great time. I'm into my final million experience and I'm grinding like heck. Here's hoping I get level 40 in the next week or so. I've never worked so hard in my life. I'm trying to think of what I'm going to do to reward myself for it. Any suggestions Pokemon related? Ooh. Well, Well, for me... It's not like it wasn't like a big reward, but when I hit 40 or knew it was coming, I ordered a couple of instinct themed level 40 pins, enamel pins to put on my instinct baseball cap. And (laughs) they came the day after I hit level 40 and they were amazing. So that was my reward to myself. There you go. You can style it up like Kyle did. Or if you want to do something like in game maybe max out a Pokemon, you normally wouldn't and rename it something special. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I know a lot of people make they use Pokemon that are specially named to mark special occasions, you know, either a vacation or an event. So that would be fun. There's more. Also, with Niantic being super helpful with changing up the game, do you think they might change up the 7K egg pool to save my sanity? Just hatched seven Aerodactyl in a row. What has been your longest hatching spree? What would you like to replace them with? Oh, geez. So hatching spree as insane Pokemon in a row? Mine is probably either Phoebus or Trapinch. I think mine is Shinx. Oh, yeah. That's also a contender. I've definitely hatched like at least five Shinx in a row before. No, Magby. It's Magby. Magby. Okay. 100% Magby. When it was in 7K eggs, it's all I hatched. Oh, man. Yep. This, Couldn't give you an exact true. number, but the, the, <laughs> the frustration is still real. I can taste it. <laughs> Gosh. Tastes uh, like Magby. Gross. What would you like to replace them with? The 7K egg pool instead of fossils? Yeah, I mean, I'm okay with fossils in the egg pool. I'm not going to lie. I'm cool with it still being fossils too, Kyle. But like, what would what would you want the next theme to be? The next theme? Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe it's too soon. But when it is, when it, when it has been long enough, what do you want to see? That's such a hard question, though, for eggs. Uh-huh. It's, it's got to be themed because 7ks need the theme and it has to be a theme that's that's specific enough that it's not 30 pokemon water types <laughs> <laughs> ghost types the next time it changes it should change to uncommon pokemon that they would like more people to have access to now oh yeah absolutely okay you know, an event of you know rare 
so to speak, Pokemon in 7K eggs. The stuff like like Lavatars, which are not necessarily rare for us, but they are for other people. Stuff like Axew, for God's sakes. I still haven't gotten one. Ooh, really? But so that's, yeah, that's where part of our gap is. But, uh-huh. you know, stuff like that. Obviously, that it's not going to happen anytime soon. But the way they set up the fossil one, I could see that being a reasonable time frame. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. I'm also just I'm just trying to think of another suggestion to give and I can't think of anything, you know, because my first gut reaction would be like, well, what would be interesting in 7K eggs that you could kind of tie to the whole like I got this from somewhere aspect. And the answer is regionals. But I know that the Pokemon company, which ultimately has the say with all this sort of stuff, is pretty protective of that stuff. So maybe not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But as much as I would like that to be my answer, it just doesn't seem like a good one. So. It'd be nice to get the Gen 2 regionals out yeah. of the way. How about they do just do like a rotating different type that might be specifically difficult for people to get, like ice types, so that people in desert biomes can get more of those? As long as they changed it every like, you know, three or four weeks. Yeah, I would be okay with that. I think that makes sense. And then, then when okay. they come back, when they go through the rotation of the types that come back to ice again, they can mm-hmm. feature a different set of six to seven Pokemon. Yeah, it's a good fallback, I think. Yeah. But we're not done. There's still a little bit more to John's email. No, there is a story to this, by the way. John said there's three emails. So part this is this is in chronological order, but I did take out bits and pieces of the emails and put them together. So here we go. <laughs> by the time you record the next episode, I'll be level 40. I hope so. Congratulations. He did hit 40. Oh, well, congratulations. Mm-hmm. I've got so lucky with friends leveling up, had a big pool hit ultra in the last couple of days and grinding, catching and, and evolutions. Spent a couple hours today sorting the next batch of evolutions that will bring me over the line with my final ultra friend tomorrow. Woo-hoo. Last question. What was everyone's goal after they reached level 40? Regards from Ireland, John. Oh, geez. Well, well, first off, Chris's goal after hitting level 40 was 500 rages summer. So there was that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was really just a, a, a reaction to not having a purpose in my life anymore. It worked. Yeah, it did work. <laughs> My goal is is currently ongoing. This whole ghost snafu is my post level forty goal and like driving force right now. Yeah, you've uh, you've infected me with that mindset now because <laughs> I'm, I'm not five hundred raids of submarine right now. <laughs> not until our quarantine is lifted, I guess. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so I don't know. You just kind of got to invent one for yourself. Whatever you find fun, yep. go do that. You know, you and do a lot be, of it. It can be meta. <laughs> you can be like, all right, I want. To max out six of the best ghost type attackers. Go. There's your goal. You know. Yeah, there you go. Perfect. You wanna or you know, I really like this Pokemon. I wanna max it out, make it my best friend to get that CP bonus. Mm-hmm. Of course, you have all sorts of PvP goals you can now set, stuff like that. Yeah, but or, or even like functional practical goals, like I wanna have a team of six maxed out SmackDown Stone Edge Tyranitars. You know, like mm-hmm. that's a classic goal. I've heard a lot of people do that they usually do along the way. But if you still have small things like that, like have a fully maxed out Kyogre with the right move set and the extra move, that's an awesome goal to have. That takes so much time and effort. Mm-hmm. So uh, hopefully those give you some ideas. But thanks for the email, John. Emails, John. This next one's from Matthew. Hi, Pokemon Go and Pokemon Red version dynamic duo. Oh. <laughs> Thank you. My answer to the Pokepole is that I want to use my elemental lures, aka mossy, glacial, and magnetic lures from home, and not need to find a Pokestop to use them. Also, I want to be able to trade with friends from home. All of my Pogo friends don't live anywhere near me, and I would like to trade things and up our friendship level more than just gifts. 
Couldn't agree more. Yeah, it'd be mm-hmm. kind of cool if they could just change the mossy, glacial, and magnetic into like um, uh, incense or something. That would be a kind of a cool change. People still yeah. want to do that. Yeah. Give us the elemental incense. Let's go, Let's Niantic. do it. Woo! Yeah. Take out more of my inventory space. <laughs> uh, my question is, since Dynamaxing is new from Sword and Shield, do you think that Professor Willow will discover or learn of it from Professor Magnolia and connect it to raids? And if so, will trainers at a certain level receive Dynamax bands and or wishing stars to Dynamax their own Pokemon in raids? And if so, would they introduce it in an event with, I don't know, Eternatus or with Galarian forms other than Weezing? Keep up the great work, Matthew. Hashtag mystic for life. Oh, I didn't mean to read that. <laughs> Jeez, man, that's a that's a big question. Dynamax. I don't know. I'm still I, thinking about Megas. I So... <laughs> Can I, can, can I be the, the pessimist for the answer? Always and as, forever, as, Kyle. As I always Please. am. I think we won't see anything until the next generation. You know, generation nine. Because for the last three generations now, they've introduced something new and then not had it in the next game. So if they're not going to make something permanent, it seems unlikely that the Pokemon company would want to introduce it to introduce it to Pokemon Go because putting it in Pokemon Go gives it a sense of permanence because, you know, you're always interacting with it. The games don't go out of date and you have to get new ones type of thing. True, true. That being said, I appreciate that point and I agree with it largely, but the counterpoint would be there's a bunch of Dynamax and... Okay, sorry. There's a bunch of Gigantamax forms that are unique with fun designs. And if there's one thing that the Pokemon company knows, it knows that new designs equals content. Yeah. I would hold out longer for Megas than I would for Gigantamax. Yeah. I think Megas are unavoidable. I still have no idea how that'll work, but I'm still holding out hope. Please, 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 (laughs) please, Niantic, if you're listening, that's all I want. Please. Uh, Give me that Mega Gengar. (sighs) I want a Mega Evolve, the shiny one. It looks so good. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. I want my Mega Pinsir so bad, man. (laughs) It looks great. Mega Mega Pinsir is awesome. But anyway, Um, so yeah, if they did bring Dynamax in, I I would assume it'd be much further down the road. But if they did, they'll probably introduce it with some sort of some sort of event. You know, I, I would imagine that that would be the case. But good ideas, Matthew. Thank you so much for the email. And our last email is from Jamal. Chris, Kyle, I enjoy listening to your podcast every week. Thank you, Jamal. I especially like Kyle's Midwest accent. Ha ha. <laughs> do you have a Midwest accent? I apparently, I do have a Midwest accent. It's there. That's my girlfriend tells me repeatedly I do, even though she grew up in the suburb of Chicago, too. Me, I, too. What? But I, I grew up in Chicago proper, at least. So like, I guess there is that. A mile? Okay. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> I mean, it's not a mile. It's like you're significantly farther north than I was. Oh, I'm just saying. I mean, from other people that might be nearby that don't have the Chicago accent. You I know, mean, like, I definitely have uh, something there. Or something there. T- I don't know. I'm jealous, Kyle. That's what I'm trying to say. Uh, <laughs> you guys go back and forth each week over your goals, and I enjoy listening to your failures. Well, I don't know how to take that, but okay. I enjoy <laughs> I also like laughing at Kyle wasting Stardust maxing out silly Pokemon. Oh boy, I'm <laughs> at zero Stardust again. Jamal, we have so much in common. I also love laughing at Kyle over that's hilarious. Uh, now I'd like to propose a new goal week over week for you guys and your listeners. A challenge, Wayfair, 
why not have a goal of reviewing, for example, 50 way spots by week one, 100 way spots, week two, 150 way spots, week three, and so on. I'm a level 40 pogo player with 105 million XP and a level 14 wow. Ingress player. My personal goal is to review 100 per day. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. For reference, here are my stats. I'd be willing to take on anyone in a one-on-one review battle. <laughs> Thoughts? Total nominations reviewed, 16,037. 8,500 of those have been accepted. Wow. That's incredible. Wow, Jamal, I'm really blown away. Anyway, all right, so so he's asking, he talks about your Midwest accent, but then also asks us about maybe introducing a new goal uh, for our goals and then challenging people to doing these waste spot submissions and stuff like that for Wayfair. What are your thoughts? I, I know it sounds terrible because it makes the game a better place, but I don't take part in Wayfair pretty much at all. And I know that sounds terrible. It's, it's awful. I'm a terrible Pokemon Go player, guys. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I don't think a lot of people in my community take part in it at all, but my community's fairly developed as it is. I'm sort of lucky in that aspect. But... I've never actually reviewed a stop either, and I may actually look into it, see how it takes. Maybe I could be reviewing stuff even if I'm not submitting stuff. Yeah, you can definitely do that. I've done a a review of a couple of stops when it was like an open beta for a little Mm -hmm. bit or whatever the beta version was that I got into. It was interesting. It was very interesting. And I can assure you, Jamal's stats are very impressive. Pelo Pogo, we had him on as well. He also is super into Wayfair, and he's got some incredible stats. But as far as making it to a a challenge, it's not something I don't think I personally would make a challenge for myself because I wouldn't enjoy doing it. I think the system is amazing, but doing 50 a week sounds like a lot of work. It sounds more like (laughs) a chore than it does enjoyment. But you and I say that and we we personally have mutual friends, especially online in the Pokemon community that love to do this. Jamal, you're one of them now. Like you guys kill this. So... I don't know. I, I wouldn't say that it's not fun. Other people are having tons of fun with it. I just don't get enjoyment out of it, I guess. Yeah, some people can t- take the satisfaction from it. I personally don't as well. Yeah, yeah. What I will do, though, Jamal, is I'm going to find a way to put Wayfarer into my goals for this week and see how it goes. 50-way spots is a lot, but maybe I'll figure out a way to do something by we by the time we get there, which is relatively short here. Anyway... Thank you so much for the email, <laughs> Jamal. If you guys would like to send us an email, you can send it to mail at gocastpodcast.com. You can visit our website for any information about the show at all, including all the specific spellings of most of these things. But that's going to be at gocastpodcast.com. You can follow us on Twitter at gocastpodcast.com. Like us on Facebook, thegocastpodcast.com. Support us monetarily on Patreon. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash gocastpodcast wherein as little as $1 a month gets you access to our patron-exclusive Discord community, which is spectacular. Have lots of fun in there. Lots of friends. Lots of stuff. Lots of our minds being blown by by Mahalo High's inventory space currently. (laughs) Camo McGee and I were like just ripping our hair out trying to figure out what's going on. It's still, I can't believe believe what's going on there. I still think a bug is afoot, but here we are. Long story (laughs) short, incubators, man. Taking up inventory space. We didn't think they could. But we have no other answer. Think about that. <laughs> Think about that for a minute. She's got a lot. Shout out to you. Hope you can work through them. But if monetary support isn't your thing, you can, of course, help out our show by leaving us a review on your favorite podcatcher, such as Apple Podcasts or 
Google Podcasts or Stitcher, whatever. Just just whatever. That'd be great. Leave us a review. We'll love you forever. It helps us out quite a lot. Okay, Mr. Kyle. Yes. Let's help ourselves out by setting some goals. Okay. Okay. So goals. Goals, goals, goals. Yeah. Gonna finish the Banette because it's almost done. I have an impasse in that I don't have another Alolan Marowak, except for the one that I have made for PvP. But okay. It's, it's also like level 35 already. So it's like pretty close to maxed out. But it's not. But like it could be done. You you could do that. It just, just my recommendation would be to get another Lola Marowak from somebody else and max that one. Keep your PvP one. No one has any. Uh, well, okay. So I'm going to max out the Banette. I'm going to try and try do 10 waste bot reviews. Maybe I'll end up doing more if it's, if I, you know, blow through them, they're, they're easy or I otherwise find it enjoyable. Okay. And start maxing out the spirit doom. Yahoo! Power up spirit too. I don't have enough candy, but it's going to start the very least. Okay. He better get a little bit of love this week. Okay. Awesome. For myself, I'm going to max out a pincer because I get to skip over Scyther because Scyther gets Caesar in the next generation. He's already done, so it's okay. It is pretty much done. Yeah. Actually, no, I do have a max out Caesar. You're 100% correct. So that one is already finished. But we're, we're moving on to Pinsir. So I'm going to max a Pinsir this week, which I'm very thrilled about because who doesn't love Pinsir? People with bad taste. Uh, additionally, I'm going to do, I'm going to try to do 15 waste spots just so we have more to talk about. I think even if we did a few people to kind of get an idea, but I want to make sure I do like a fair amount. So 15 is fine. Okay. And with the spring event starting in a couple of days, I, the only thing I want is one shiny. I don't care what it is. I do care what it is. I want it to be executed. But for the but for <laughs> the sake of the goals, I just want one event related shiny. I got okay. So I missed on my shinies last week, but I got a shiny Skarmory. That was cool, I guess. But that didn't count. So this week, I just want a shiny. It's got to be event related. Okay. Okay. Good luck. Please Good luck. be an execute. Please, please, please be an execute. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that brings us to the end of our show as always. Uh, we'll see you guys next week for episode 89. Thanks so much for listening. Good luck with your spring event, and we'll see you then. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.